Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast, but this time it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. And now here's your host, a man who's never strapped anything to the hood of his car, Rob Peters. <laughs> Folks, that's what happens when you let the voiceover guy do his own scripting. Thanks a lot, Sarge, and thanks to all of you for downloading the Mobile DJ Business Podcast, our weekly look into the mobile DJ industry and about how you can not only just be a better DJ, but you can also be a better DJ business owner. I appreciate the download today. Speaking of learning, I hope you're learning a lot here, and we're going to learn a lot today with Eric Wenning from Wenning Entertainment. Going to be talking about bridal show success. So stay tuned to check that out. Had an interesting wedding this past weekend, and it proved to me that after 32 years that, yes, some things still can go wrong at weddings, especially when it comes to family feuds. Let me explain. I'm at a venue that I work at a lot, and to give you the layout, if you can imagine it with me for a moment, you walk through two double doors into a like 15 by 30 space that is laid out as the foyer. And in the foyer, they have a table set up for the place cards for you to get your seating assignment. You also can sign the guest book. And we also had our photo booth out there. That's also the space where we actually line up the wedding party for introductions because there are two hallways on each side of that room that lead into the ballroom. So I tell you that because there's a little bit of a backstory that we learned about. And so the sister of the groom, who was one of the bridesmaids and the bride, got into an argument on the morning of the wedding last Saturday. And the groom's sister decided that she wasn't going to the wedding and didn't show. Ironically, her boyfriend was in the wedding party. He showed. And their kid, who was in the wedding party as well, also was there. So this no-show happens. We find out about it because it slowed down the ceremony by about 20 minutes, which means them getting to the reception was now 20 minutes late. And the photographer, who's a friend of mine, did a great job getting everything done. So let's flash forward to the moment right before introductions where I'm out in that same foyer that abuts the parking lot, lining up the wedding party. And they've had a couple of drinks, so they're feeling pretty good, right? And I see the mother of the groom talking to this woman who's holding the hand of one of the kids in the wedding party and trying to signal for the, one of the groomsmen to leave. And I'm trying to give everybody instructions. And then finally, one of the groom's brothers loses his mind on the girl that is talking with the mother of the bride going, what are you doing here? You didn't show up at the church. And how dare you ruin this day for your brother? And this whole argument starts erupting between members of the wedding party and this girl and the parents of the groom. And ironically, the groom's other brother, who basically is trying to get everybody calm, but he's not really being proactive with it. He's kind of telling everybody to shut the F up and get in line. Luckily, we had a detail cop there that kind of got the mayhem outside. 
The bride and groom obviously are upset. So we put them in the bridal suite. It's one of those moments as a DJ. And I've had a lot of these in my career. I've been told moments before a wedding that I was performing that I had lost loved ones. I have been told moments before starting an event that certain people have lost loved ones or had issues, but nothing like this. And I think when you have something like that happen and the bride and groom or the client are, I guess you could say victims. I, as a performer, I tend to think that I want to reach a little bit deeper and try to make that day even more special than usual just so they can forget about what happened for a little while. And that's what we were able to do with the help of my team and what probably was by far one of the most enthusiastic crowds I've ever worked with. It definitely showed some good vibes throughout the evening on that dance floor. And the guests didn't know any of this happened before I brought anybody into the room. Ironically, we found out a little later on from the detail police officer that was there that there was a domestic incident at a gas station down the street 10 minutes later involving the sister, the boyfriend, and one of the groom's brothers. So I guess things kind of got a little more out of hand after they left. At that point, I didn't care. I was more focused on making sure the day was special for my bride and groom. So hope that helps you out a little bit. Eric Wenning on the show today. We're going to talk about bridal shows in a minute. Eric just added to Mobile Beat Las Vegas 24. He's going to be speaking there, and so am I and my colleague Keith Allen. We're going to be doing the Monday morning session like we did last year where we're going to be having different areas in the room where you can sit down and have an open forum discussion about various topics. In addition, Keith and I have been added to the roster as hosts of the weekday wealth workshops throughout the show, where we're going to be sharing secrets about how to fill your schedule during the week creatively. Keith and I are going to be sharing our tips on how we book tons of weekday work in a variety of different markets that maybe you never thought of before. I think I can safely say that I probably do about 150 to 160 weekday events a year, and that's being conservative, and I know Keith does as well. So this particular workshop is going to make going to Mobile Beat Las Vegas worth the price of admission alone, especially if you only implement some of what Keith and I teach you. So don't miss out. Eric Wenning's going to be there. Mike Walter and Joe Bunn are going to be there. Marcello and his wife, Dr. Jill, are going to be speaking. And that's just the beginning of the great lineup that's in store for Mobile Beat Las Vegas. Do me a favor. Come on out. Let's have some fun. Let's learn. Let's, uh, let's help you improve your business. That's kind of why I do a show every week. And you know what? You'll be able to experience it live. Check out Mobile Beat Las Vegas online or on Facebook for more information. Eric Wenning's up next. You're listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Hey everybody, as you know, RPE, we do a lot of bar nights and you know, I use speed quizzing smartphone trivia from my bar trivia nights because it is the future of bar trivia that features a friendly app that your customers are going to download. You play the hosted game and they get to submit their answers electronically. 
not only have I used it for my bar nights, but I've found ways to incorporate it into other events I do, including corporate events and holiday parties. Speed quizzing events are great because there are no pens, no paper, and no cheating. Find out more about speed quizzing today at speedquizzing.com. If you know me, you know that I have been doing bubble parties for about 14 years right now, and Mike Weeder's joining me from New Jersey. And Mike started two years ago, right, Mike? Correct. And since that time, I have watched you take what I've taught you as a bubble parties provider and take it to another level. Tell us about the success you've been having. When I met you in uh, Las Vegas last year and you spoke to me about bubble parties, I was very skeptical. As a DJ, I've been doing this. I'm going into my 38th year and I had no interest in dealing with preschools and children from two and a half to eight. After speaking with you and sitting through your seminar and talking to Raymar, I decided to give it a shot. Last year, our first year, we did 20 bubble parties. This year, uh, we were able to jump up to over 80 as of now. Get our free special report today where you can learn more about how this can be a great part of your DJ business. Go to bubbleparties.com, select the Become a Provider page, and get our free special report today. All right, everybody. That time we bring in our guest for the week, Eric Wenning on the show. Eric, welcome. What's up, buddy? How are you, man? Hey, I am hanging in there. How are you doing? Doing great. It's a sunny day in Pittsburgh, so I'm, I'm happy about it. So. so you were the owner of Wenning Entertainment. Tell us a little bit about your experience in the industry. Well, I've been doing this uh, since 93, so about 26 years. Uh, so I started right when I was about 10, 11 years old. And, uh, you know, I was always, I was a musician. My dad was a drummer. So I was a drummer when I was like two or three. So I was always into arts and music. And so my first wedding when I was actually 13 years old, and it was a Jamaican wedding and I was the only white kid there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, well, it's definitely going to hopefully get easier from here, but it, it was still a blast and, and everyone had a great time. And, you know, just by being so uh, nice to me, whenever I was, you know, I had like three Jamaican CDs to my name at that time. So they actually gave me like two eight foot tables filled with Jamaican CDs. I don't know if millennials understand what CDs are anymore, but right. so we, they're like, Hey mom, put on anything you want, man. No problem. I read. So like they danced to anything I played, which was awesome. So it was a great feeling and I was hooked from there. So We've uh, come a long way, and uh, we started doing uh, live sound for national touring artists like Big and Rich, Barry Manilow, Brett Michaels, Duncan Sheik. Uh, so when we started doing all those national city tours, like you know Big and Rich, thirty-two cities, and then we had Barry Manilow stationary in Vegas. Whenever that time was right around the recession, uh, two thousand eight and nine, and when we were bidding out the uh, the Justin Timberlake tour at that time, we missed it by like ten grand. Uh, so whenever I saw that the decline in that industry was only going with the bottom of the theater and the, the cheapest price possible, it's hard to sustain uh, <laughs> multiple mortgages on gear that, you know, you have millions of dollars worth of gear. So I sold most of it, did mostly focused on more corporate and weddings and bar and bat mitzvahs. And that's where we thrived. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, <laughs> it's 
been great ever since. We have multi-offs. We have multiple DJs that work for our company. And uh, so we offer multiple services as well from photography, videography, uh, photo booths, special decor, lighting, uh, and much more. So we've really grown a long way from just being a single operator and to a multifaceted multi-op company as well. And I first met you at one of the name conferences years ago. I think whenever Bruce was having his conferences in Philly, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I thought you were in high school still. <laughs> Pretty much. People still think I'm in high school. Most. <laughs> I say thank you. Um, but no. Take, take yeah. that compliment while you can. When you get to get the gray hairs and you start, you know, dyeing your hair and all shaving your head and all that stuff to hide the gray. Yeah. You'll, you thank those compliments at some point. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's definitely it as far as that goes. And uh, so I, I take that stuff with a grain of salt, you know, just having fun with it and uh, you know, just uh, meet a lot of great people. I mean, I've known you for many years and met a lot of uh, people have been doing this a long time as well. It's just, it's, it's weird, you know, coming, you know, back to these uh conventions speaking at these conventions and seeing a lot of new faces a lot of new people in the industry which is great uh, but then you know just the old timers uh as we, we call it ourselves i guess um i, but... I refuse to take that title i refuse <laughs> we're gonna come up with a better word between now and the next episode you and i we're gonna brainstorm on that <clears throat> Absolutely, absolutely. The, the wiser generation or anything like that. I, right? I like so. that. We'll call ourselves the wiser generation. The wise guys and everything else. I think that's, that, that's a reference to a Hanscom down there. That's a, that's a Hanscomism. Yeah, exactly. That's that's definitely Hanscomism right there. I know, right? No, it's so, all, he's, he's got he's got a new podcast coming out too. It's crazy. So yeah, really I, well. I I got a preview on one of them, and gotta tell you, he's uh, he's doing some really good stuff with that. So I think it'll be interesting. We're trying to get him on. You brought up the expos. You yep. recently spoke at the DJ Times Expo in Atlantic City, and you did a whole segment about bridal show success. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You're going to talk about some things that we can do as DJs. And I want to start with the first one and have you kind of explain it a little bit. Let's talk about where's Waldo. Where, I don't know. Where is Waldo? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, people, you know, whenever we're talking about wedding shows, bridal shows, whatever you want to call it, uh, the, the tip of what we use, there's multiple different uh, tips and things of what we do to generate more leads and sales at wedding shows uh, and bridal shows. But the one thing is DJs have a, a lot of hard time breaking the ice first. When I mean, like, instead of sounding like every Joe Smo that's in the booth saying, hey, you need a DJ. Hey, you need a photographer. Hey, you need some uplighting. Hey. So instead of sounding like every single guy handing your brochure, you want to sound different. Just like whenever we do and create pattern interrupts on social media, like doing some other kind of creative for people to stop scrolling, we're doing the same exact thing, but personally in front of someone's face. So whenever people are walking down the aisle, instead of asking them the same question they've already been asked 50 million times that day, they say, hey, wanna play a game? And then they look at me all weird and, and they're like, well, uh, yeah, okay, because I throw them off. I'm asking them a different question, right? So then whenever they say, sure, I say, okay, now find Waldo in 30 seconds or less and I'll give you a special prize. And so, 
they look at me confused and I tell them I hid a small pitcher of Waldo in our brochures. So when they're like, he's not really in there. I'm like, I'll pay you a hundred dollars if he's not in there. They're like, okay, that's great. So now they basically are looking adamantly for Waldo in our brochure. And what are they doing? They have their brochure held up to their face within 12 inches from their fist because I hit him and I made him really small. So, and whenever you're another prospect walking past our booth and say we have 10, 20 people surrounding our booth and all they're doing is intently looking at the brochure, you have to look at it from the other outside perspective of the people that are walking down the aisle. No one is intently looking at anyone's brochure that day off. So they're going to think like, wow, they really have something going on or they really must be like the, the, the bee's knees and I need to talk to these guys because there are so many people around their booth and they're actually intently looking at their products. So then therefore, it's a little reverse psychology when you're doing something like that. You're getting all that cold traffic, the people that have no idea who you are, right? That's what I, cold, warm, and hot, right? So the people that are cold, they have no idea who you are, and they see this, it's so powerful because then, therefore, you're like, oh, well, they're taking a different approach to things. It's different. It's fun. And it's, it makes it engaging. So anytime you've ever been at a wedding show, if you've never been to one, you will experience this where you'll have the bride and her entourage, you know, maybe like mom and grandma, even the, maybe the, maybe the groom actually showed up this time, but mostly you'll have the maids of honors and bridesmaids and everyone else. So it's nine times out of 10, the parents were like, oh, I can't, I can't see that. I can't read that. I can't, I can't see that small. So they're not actually participating in the game, right? So then therefore you're, the the bride and her friends are all looking intently because they still have good eye vision, right? Mm -hmm. So the the wise guys, the wise generation that can't see really well, now what do you do? You can now build a rapport with the bank, as I call it, because now who's paying for this? Most likely the parents, right? So right. now you're chumming it up with mommy and daddy and grandma and saying, hey, I didn't know you brought all your sisters here. That's really nice. And they're like, oh, honey, yo, you're, you're so nice. You're so sweet. Oh, that's so nice of you. So now you're chumming it up and you're building a rapport with the bank. And while the bride and groom are still having a good time looking for, you know, this Waldo, you're separating yourself from everyone else there. And people are going to remember that. And we've booked so many weddings from that. It's so silly how simple it is that people will call us that week and say, Oh my God, we loved it. You sounded like no one else. You had, you had your, you know, your stuff together. You guys sounded professional and we loved you guys. And that's, it just works every time. I think that's one of the things that's really important about doing any kind of expo, whether you're doing a bridal show or a business to business expo or anything like that is how are you going to stand out? And I think having that crowd in front of your booth, it's like the theory of the busy restaurant. The busy restaurant has to be good. Otherwise, it wouldn't be busy. Absolutely. So I mean, just like a nightclub, too. Whenever you're in, talking about a nightclub and you see a line you know, around the block, two blocks, whatever else, you're like, man, that club is hopping. I need to get in there. And there's like only 10 people in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that same like supply and demand kind of thing. You're showing an offering, but you know, it's just using different tactics and not sounding like everyone else. That's the main key. The other thing you suggested was regarding 
handing a brochure to somebody with a key phrase instead of here you go it yeah. was can you throw that away for me absolutely talk a little bit about that so we're using once again a little reverse psychology and once again, I, I'll go back to the same thing of what is the question everyone is asking the prospects there? Hey, do you need a DJ? Do you need this? Do you need this? No, I'm all good. Thank you. And so you're asking them a different question. Whenever I say, hey, can you throw this away for me? They're, they're like in shock because you're like, wait, what? Just like, you know, whenever you start asking a different negative connotation, then people want to go the opposite way. So if you get shoved, you want to bounce back to where you originally are, right? So it's like kind of like pushing someone away, but they want to come closer because it's just a reverse, you know, reverse psychology. That's all it is. And I'm sounding different than everyone else. And so 99% of the time, I'll get a smirk, I'll get a giggle, I'll get a laugh. I'm like, sure, no problem at all. And then I will make sure they put it in their yes bag, not their no bag, but we'll get into that. And so whenever we do that, you know, we're already, we're already breaking the ice with them. And then I can start talking to them and not sounding like everyone else. And those are the two icebreakers that we always use. And I know my, probably my competition is going to steal everything else because they're sitting in DJ times listening to me talk about all this <laughs> stuff. But nonetheless, it's just to help the industry grow and do things the right way rather than doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. You know, that's the best form of flattery, though, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. But it keeps, I, I think it keeps us on our toes when it comes to what we do. You had another thing that you brought up, and that was about the VIP and making somebody a VIP. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we talked about someone making them a VIP. So what we did with this, and it's hard to you know hear over you know a podcast, but we think of like a backstage pass, right? A nice vinyl, uh, you know, plastic PVC badge that is around their neck. <clears throat> so what we did is every person that signed up in our booth for the offer that we were giving that day, we now turned them into a VIP, making them more special. And on the, on the badge, it said wedding entertainment VIP, really big. And the badge was blue and the VIP was pink. So it really popped and it really stood out. So in doing so, the people are walking around with this lanyard and this badge around their neck to all of your competition. So it's doing a couple of things. Number one, it's going to throw all your other competitions. It's going to throw them off their game because they know they've already visited your booth and you're already doing these things to create a big crowd. And so your competition is going, oh, well, you already booked winning or whatever else. So, and it's also going to do another thing. So all the cold traffic, I go back to this analogy, but it's cold, warm, and hot traffic, right? So right. the cold traffic, the people have no idea who you are. All they're doing when they're walking down the aisles, there's maybe four, five, a thousand people at this show, right? And everyone sees this wedding entertainment VIP, wedding entertainment VIP, VIP, VIP. Why do, wait, I want to get one of those. Where do I get one of those? So then therefore, you start having people looking for your company just because they want a VIP badge. And then therefore we tell them to keep it around their neck. And towards the end of the day, I'm going to walk around and pick a couple of people and give you an Amazon gift card. 
just for having it around your neck. So basically, you're paying the people, theoretically, to walk around with your branding the entire day for free, but you're gonna, it's not really for free because you're giving them some Amazon gift cards. But then whenever you give them an Amazon gift card, you find the people, you do a Facebook Live or video it, right? So you record it and then you put it on blast later on and run ads for it later on on Facebook. So then you can retarget everyone else. So that is beyond huge. And, you know, it was funny because we actually, I had one of my competition in DJ Times actually did this to um, one of me at the, did this to me at the show in back in January. Uh, so whenever a bride was walking past their booth, they got really snarky with the prospect and said, oh, you already booked winning. You must be good. You're fine. And then she got really offensive because like she was actually interested in them as well too. And, but they treated her like, you know, an animal or just like, a, you know, a person that they were just being mean to. I'm trying to be P PC here, buddy. And yeah. so <laughs> when, uh, when doing so they got really starky with her. So she's like, all right, screw you. So she actually called me the very next day on Monday booked me, told me the story and says, I will not deal with anyone else. So I, I have to prove everyone else wrong. And I'm going with you. So I, thank you to my competition that pushed them my way more. You gotta love that. I use this VIP thing at one of my last bridal shows. And what we did was we did an Amazon gift card giveaway every hour. That's awesome. And yeah. instead of it being somebody from my team, I actually went and like grabbed a server from the venue and said, go find somebody with this badge. Nice. Give them this and then bring them over here so that we can congratulate them. Nice. And it was funny because this wait staff just picking up bottles and, and empties, saw somebody, put down the tray, handed her the gift card, brought her over to my booth. And like five brides around her saw what was going on and followed her over to the the booth, looked at what was happening and then they all wanted their VIP badges at that point. <laughs> I've seen people literally follow a bride. I've had brides literally take people by the hand and bring them over to my booth because they were so adamant that they wanted that VIP thing. And when they were explained on what was going when we explained to them what was going on, they were like, and I missed the, you know, it's a four o'clock ending for a show. And at 3.30, they're coming to your booth and getting a VIP thing. Yeah. So it still bought a ton of traffic to us, and it was a lot of fun. These are some strategies that Eric has in his program, which is the winning method. He talks about bridal show success, and he also talks about some sales funnels. Yeah, so for the, the making the money with social media, we have two courses, and we're actually going to be uh, releasing another course, our YouTube course here shortly. Uh, so we have one that's in social media, and we go over the back ends of the tools of Facebook, you know, how to use sales funnels properly and successfully. People always use that term loosely or kind of use it too much. It's basically like making your website simplified or making your website a proper sales funnel. Even whenever you're at a booth at a wedding show, you're basically making your booth a sales funnel as well. So knowing how to do those different aspects, you know, it shows you how to write ad copy, how to make creative content, how to choose the right audiences, how to retarget them and so much more. And then even with our wedding and trade show secrets, you know, we go over different aspects of, you know, 
going, talking about the offer, elaborating more on the sales funnel process, you know, about, you know, making your booth bigger is better and many other things as well we dive into like we've talked about today. And <clears throat> we're always adding new content weekly and new marketing ideas as far as promotional pieces that you can utilize to help, you know, grow your brand and with corporate gifts and stuff like that as well too, to get referrals. Uh, so there's many different aspects with that just within our courses of itself, but we always tied in with video as well. So we have video memberships as well because just throwing up a single image does not work anymore. You have to be able to create video creative content. Whenever I said like a pattern interrupt before, you have to be able to create content that is going to stop someone scrolling in their newsfeed and watch your videos. Cool stuff. How can people enroll in the program and learn more about it? So you just go to winningmethod.com. So it's like wedding, but with two N's. So it's W-E-N-N-I-N-G method.com. And uh, whenever you uh, get the membership package or course package, and you also get uh, our video package as well, and it's going to put you into a milestone program. Basically, you're going to get over $3,000 in bonuses. Uh, in month three, uh, you're going to get a free custom made uh, table throw that we're going to make for you. Uh, month six, we're going to be part of our mentorship program. So we're going to be able to mentor you one-on-one. -on -one. And then month 12, you're going to be part of our agency and we're going to run all the ads and make all the creative for you. So, and then this, uh, for this upcoming month, anyone that enrolls in our milestone program that gets both courses, you're going to actually be able to get a free custom made Facebook header that we're going to make for you as well. So it's over like $3,300 worth of stuff we're getting, you're, we're giving away. Pretty cool stuff, and I can give you a little bit of a testimonial because I've used this stuff, and it's actually helped not only with my wedding element of my business, but it's also helped me with things like corporate and the game show business that we're running, and even our photo booth stuff that we've had you do for us has helped us book more photo booths. So it's really good stuff. I encourage you to check it out. Again, the website will be in our show notes. Eric, I appreciate you being on the show today. It sounds like you got a lot going on and uh, I'm glad you're doing very well. And uh, I, I would say go Pats, but we know that football thing may or may not happen this year, the way both of our teams are playing. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, but hey, at least you, you guys fired Antonio Brown. So yeah, I know, right? We're happy about that. <laughs> and I'm not falling off the bandwagon. I called that the day they signed him that he wasn't going to make the season. So <laughs> that's too funny, man. Too funny. So I appreciate you being on the show today, Eric. Thanks so much. Again, check out what Eric has to offer. If it's going to suit your business, I can tell you it worked for me, and I think it'll work for you as well. And thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Ron Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.